UTA Radio. UTA Radio. Radio. UTA. UTA Radio. Idaat. UTA. Dot com. We have the great Lily Hyatt here joining us on utaradio.com. And the new album is out. It's called uh, Walking Proof. Of course, I saw the tweet that you put out that um, in Europe they're calling it Walking Poof. Yes, that is hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I deleted that tweet because I was like, is that too much to reveal? But uh, It's kind of funny, yeah, actually. I Really, I thought it was really funny. Well, let me tell you, we came around into your orbits with your last album, the third album, Trinity Lane. And now we're with the new album. So tell me the difference here. What's the difference between Trinity Lane and now Walking Proof? Trinity Lane came as like solace from a tumultuous time. And Walking Proof comes out of a different, it kind of occupies a different space, maybe a bit of a more serene place. I think that's what we noticed with Trinity Lane. It seems more like um, like a like a rocker kind of album, at least hearing it. This one, not as much, I guess. Were you were you going for something different stylistically? <laughs> it's so interesting to hear people's you know understanding of stuff because yeah, it, it is a little more mellow. I think this record. I wasn't really going for anything different. Um, I mean, I'm never really going for something. I'm just, it's just kind of happening. So I'm, I'm always aiming to, like, I like working with people that come from the rock and roll world. So it has a bit of edge to it. I like that. But um, I think the songs just ended up being a little more relaxed in their nature. And does that go to what's going on around you? I mean, is your your life a little more relaxed compared to the last album now? I think, you know, in ways, yes. I think mentally, I think, but in actuality, it's like crazier than ever in a way, you know, so. But I, I saw how you take it, you know. And what's, what's really neat here is... Your father's on this album uh, with a song. My understanding is the it's the well. This is the second time you guys have, have done a song together. Is that correct? Uh, well, it's the first time he's ever sang on one of my songs. So yeah. with me, I've sang on a couple of his records, background vocals, and you know we've we've done some stuff together. We've sang together before, but he's never been on one of my albums. Now, is he, and of course, obviously, a, a well-known uh, uh, person in, in music circles, uh, your father, John Hyatt. Yeah. Did, did, did he take any convincing? I'm wondering if he, I guess I'm kind of getting into, is he kind of hard on you when it comes to the songs he'll do with you? <laughs> no, I mean, he's not, he's not hard on me in that way. We're just both very uh, individual with our careers. And I think with our music, and we've always been supportive and admired each other, I believe. But, um, you know, he's pretty hands-off, I'll say that. And uh, in terms of, you know, he respects my my music as my music. And um, so I just had never asked him to sing on anything before. And when I did, he was more than happy to be there for it. 
you're pretty active on social media. We're we're following you on your on Twitter especially, and you don't see a you don't see a lot of artists putting a lot of stuff out there about their kind of daily lives and interacting with people on social media, and um, that's kind of refreshing. Why do you do it? Wow, that's an interesting question. Um, I think I do it because, in a way, like I like to be removed a little bit. Like I I like to be removed from things, but. So I think there's like a natural element of detachment I can almost find in that, but I can still like engage with people, you know, but you can do it from like your house alone or you can do it on the go when you're in transit somewhere. It's just like a quick, lighthearted way to connect. That's how I view it. Of course, it can get dark, but like I don't really let it go to that place. Or I try not to. And if it's getting too in my head, I back off for a little bit, you know? So. It is lighthearted, and, it, and it's funny. One that stands out is some guy got on there and said something to you like, wow, John Hyatt's daughter has made an album. And then you replied, dude, I've been doing this for like 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny, you know, and I try, I try not to take myself too seriously on it. That's the thing, like, you know, you you can, I think you we should be able to have little laughs. And I like Twitter because you can, like, quip little things. And it kind of reminds me of what Facebook used to be, which is just, like, an outlet to write funny little thing, thoughts or whatever. Uh, college. You went to college. Was it the University of Denver? I did. That's where I went. And... Did you happen to be involved in student media while there, or maybe did they have a radio station that you listened to? Actually, you know, I was just thinking about that. DU did have a radio station. It was an online radio station. So we didn't have, like, college radio wasn't huge for DU, but when I was in college, I was tapping into college radio through the Internet, like, across the country and stuff. Do you still do that? Do you still seek some out just to see what they're playing? Oh, yeah. I mean, usually, sometimes I'll just, like, do a Google search of, like, great college radio stations and try to find one that I haven't listened to. But, like, so, you know, I, I'm always kind of on the hunt for new music, and I know that, like, one of the main ways I'm going to find that, like, the kind of bands that I want to hear, uh, which are all kinds of bands, but just kind of, like, usually a little left of center in some way or another, um, I get that through college radio. So that gets me to something, though. Uh, when you're first starting out and you're trying to get your songs out there, uh, did college radio play a big part in uh, getting your music out there? Definitely. I mean, I think college radio played my music before anybody else did. So, like, and that was where I always would look Cause they would have like the college radio was there like a chart or something there was something that would like i think there was like an era of rolling stone where they used to have that stuff in the back and they'd be like top 10 college radio songs or whatever and it would always turn me on to bands i'd never heard about so but um but yes it definitely was a world that like embraced me far before any other do you happen to remember any particular station i mean was there one that played you first, and that was the first time you heard your your stuff on the radio. Hmm. I'm. You know what? I I couldn't tell you on that. I feel like 
I feel like KUTX was pretty good to me. I know that they played my album Let Down. So that was definitely one of the first places to play my music, I feel like. You're right. You can find a lot of artists and bands kind of just starting out or some that are more regional that you would never hear on traditional radio, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember I was listening to the college radio station in Kansas City, and that's the first time I heard Courtney Barnett's Avant Gardner. And I was like, what is this? This is the best thing I've ever heard. And, you know, (laughs) knew about her from then on, you know. And that, I mean, then the radio, like, more mainstream stations started to play her. But that was, I feel like college radio always gives you the cool stuff first. We're going to turn that into a promo, by the way. You just said that. College radio gives you the cool stuff. Thank you for that. They do. It's like they know before anybody else does, you know, so... And we play Courtney Barnett too. So if you're if you're friends with her and you can let her know that we play her and give us a shout out, we'd appreciate that. I wish I was friends with her. Maybe we'll get to be friends someday. <laughs> you're coming through Dallas uh, in April, um, yes. and I and I don't know if you've been through Dallas before. Probably have. Any, I have. Any great memories of being through uh, the Dallas Fort Worth area? Oh yeah, I love Dallas. Um, I've had a lot of fun there, and. I had a great show with John Moreland there at the Kessler. That was a great night. I have had some fun nights in Deep Ellum uh, at the Profit Bar a couple different times. Yes. Always interesting. Yes. Always an interesting scene. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think where else. I'm sure there's been other times in Dallas, but I always enjoy going to Texas. It's fun. And Robert... Robert, our bass player, is from Dallas, so that's cool, too. Is he now? That's great. So we yeah. got a Texas yeah. connection in the band. Yes. Let's talk about Brightest Star. Is That's the first single off this album. And shot the video for it, shot at your favorite tattoo parlor? Yeah, we uh, at this place called Electric Hand Tattoo, where I've gotten a lot of tattoos. <laughs> I've had many tattoos given to me there. Well, well, maybe they'll give you a free one now that you gave them some publicity in this video, but... Oh. I would love it. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about the about the song, Brightest Star. What is the uh, story around that? Well, I wrote that uh, on a sunny, cold day in December. I was really happy and had been very, I was very caffeinated and uh, thinking about my friends and people I loved so much that I thought were just great and um I don't know. That, and then I just wrote that song really pretty fast. And then after I wrote it, I was like, I really like this. <laughs> so it's a good feeling when you get done and you're like, I like that. <laughs> uh, Lily, thank you so much for the time. Good luck on the tour. Thank you. The preceding program is a production of UTARadio.com and the Department of Communication. Thank you for listening.